Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, having trained more than 24,000 pets, helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio on Independent Dog 1100 KFNX, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome to the Pet Talk Today podcast. I'm Will Bangura. On the Pet Talk Today podcast, we are going to be talking about the 4th of July and how to keep your pets safe on the 4th of July. Also, each year on the 4th of July, we know many, many pets have a lot of fear, phobias, anxiety as it relates to fireworks. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about what you can do before the 4th of July to get your pets desensitized to the sound of fireworks to be able to keep them calm and relaxed. We're also going to talk about if you've not had time to desensitize your pets to fireworks prior to the 4th of July, what can you do in the very, very short term? We're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to talk about what you can do throughout the year to be able to get your pets ready for the next 4th of July. Every year on the 4th of July, dogs are escaping their homes and apartments. They are running in the streets. They are picked up as strays. The 4th of July is the busiest day of the year for every shelter across the United States. With the 4th of July, as I mentioned, comes the fear of fireworks for many pets. Let's first talk about what we can do in the long term. This is something that you can do if you have several months before the 4th of July, before the fireworks. Now, what I'm going to be talking about is counterconditioning and desensitization of fireworks, but what I'm going to be talking about is going to apply to any type of noise phobia, no matter what it is, whether it be um, fireworks, perhaps it's thunderstorms. The principles the steps involved in the counterconditioning and desensitization are going to be the same. Now, the first thing that we need to talk about is the difference between flooding and gradual and systematic desensitization. I want you to imagine for a moment that we've got an individual, a human, who has phobias, fears, and severe anxiety over swimming or flying in an airplane, a jet. Now, if we wanted to expose them, if we were doing exposure therapy to help them out, we wouldn't just throw them on a plane and take off. We wouldn't just throw them into the pool. That would be flooding. Flooding is when we take the animal, in this case we're talking about a human, and 
pushing them way beyond threshold, pushing them way beyond what they can handle comfortably too soon. So again, what we're going to be talking about is gradual and systematic desensitization. This process to help your pets to be comfortable and relaxed when they're hearing the noises that cause them to be very fearful, anxious, stressed, and phobic, this takes time. And we don't put a time limit on this. Every dog, every owner is going to progress at a different rate. Some quicker, some slower. The process is really important that we don't skip steps and we don't try to rush through that. If we do that, we're just not going to get the results that we're looking for. Before we can start the process of counterconditioning and desensitization, we first need to do a couple things. Typically, when the pet, in this case, we're going to be talking about dogs specifically. Typically, when the dogs hear the fearful sound, they'll run away. So we need to teach an incompatible behavior, and we also need to ensure that the dog can't run away. So one of the things we're going to do is when we do the counterconditioning and desensitization work in the beginning, we need to have a leash on the dog. Also, to help us make sure that the dog's not running away, we're going to teach an alternative behavior, an incompatible behavior with running away. I like to use the place command. I like to teach the dog to go to place and to stay there. And previously, before counterconditioning and desensitization, I'm going to be doing work on teaching the dog to stay on place, not just when things are calm and quiet, but to stay on place when all heck is breaking loose. We're going to do a lot of distraction training. Now, once we have that alternative behavior trained in, we can begin to use that to help us with the counterconditioning and desensitization. Remember, we don't want to flood the dog. So what that means is that when we're dealing with sound phobias, such as thunder, because in this case, we're talking about fireworks or thunder or any loud noise. Now, this specific podcast is uh, for the 4th of July and fireworks. But like I said, any noise phobia, you can do the same thing. The first thing we need to do is we have to start at very low volume. Now, you need to try to duplicate the sound of fireworks, which is not that difficult in today's day with the technology that's out there. You can probably go to YouTube and find sounds of fireworks. You can probably go to iTunes and find sounds of fireworks. What we're going to want to do are to have these fireworks sounds and hopefully you've got a really good stereo system, great speakers, because we need this to sound as realistic as possible. And playing the sound of fireworks over just your smartphone is not going to sound that realistic. But if you have a good stereo system, you can then play the recorded thunder over that good stereo system, and it's going to match more closely to the real sounds. Now, when we begin the process of counterconditioning and desensitization, we, again, need to make sure we're not flooding the dog. What that means is we're going to start at a very, very low volume. So let's say that we're at the lowest volume. 
you can hear it, your dog can hear it. We want to make sure that your dog is not phobic or panicking. We're going to look at your dog's demeanor, its canine body language. Does your dog at that low level want to run away and get off of place? Well, if that's what's happening and you've trained the dog to stay on place with distractions, that will tell you that the volume is too loud too soon. If you can't feed your dog high-value food rewards that it took previously without the sound of fireworks, now that that firework sound is happening, you're too too loud too soon. You need to bring the volume down. And if your dog can't stay focused on you, you're too loud. You need to bring the volume down. We have to have the volume at a manageable level where the dog will stay on place, the dog will accept food, and the dog will be able to stay focused on you. When we identify that first level, that first level of sound, the volume that we can begin the process of counter conditioning and desensitization, here's how this works. We're going to go ahead and have very, very high value food rewards. Maybe some cooked chicken, maybe cooked steak. Maybe we've got liver sausage and we're using a tongue depressor or spoon to feed it to the dog. The way that counter conditioning and desensitization works is we're going to classically condition something wonderful like chicken or steak with the something unpleasant, the sound of fireworks or the sound of thunder or whatever noise phobia we're trying to desensitize. However, there's a very specific way to do that. Not only do we have to get the volume right that it's not too loud, otherwise we're actually making things worse for the dog. We need to teach them that they can relax. We need to teach them that the sound of fireworks um, is wonderful. You look forward to that sound because you get the best food rewards ever. Now, the way it works is you want to be able to turn on and turn off the firework sounds at the drop of a hat. So you need to have access yourself or somebody else has to have access to the on-off switch for the sound of fireworks. You have to have your high-value food rewards with you. You have to have your dog leashed and on place. The way this is going to work is you or someone else is going to press play and the sound of the fireworks begins. At the exact moment the sound of the fireworks start, you are immediately feeding your dog the high-value food rewards. And it's not just one. You're constantly and continuously feeding quickly. Feed, 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 feed. The whole time, the fireworks sounds are there. So fireworks start to play. Feed, 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 feed. You're going to feed and listen to those fireworks for about five seconds. Then after five seconds, you or someone else is going to turn off the recorded fireworks. As soon as the sound of fireworks goes away, is turned off, you immediately stop feeding. Then you're going to go ahead, release your dog from the command of being on place. I would run your dog very quickly around wherever you're doing this. Obviously, it's probably going to be indoors in the house. Run them very fast because fast movement helps dissipate stress. Okay. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to run them really fast for about 30 seconds. 
then you're going to go ahead and put them right back on place. You're going to do the same thing at the same volume. You or someone else starts or presses play so that the fireworks sounds start. As soon as you and your dog start to hear the fireworks, you feed, 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 constantly and continuously the entire time the sound of the fireworks are playing. And you're going to do that again for about five seconds. And then you're going to abruptly stop the sound. And at the same time, you abruptly stop the sound after five seconds, you abruptly stop the feeding. Once again, you'll release the dog from the place command, run the dog very quickly for 30 seconds, helping to dissipate even more stress. Now, every dog is going to be different. You may have to do this exercise for a week. You may have to do it for several weeks. You may have to do it for a month. You may have to do it for several months. The goal is to get from that very low volume to the highest volume possibly. And that's got to be done over time, very gradually, very systematically. After about a week at that low volume, if your dog looks completely relaxed, looks completely calm, not showing any stress whatsoever, and actually looks excited and happy because it likes the game you've been playing for the last week, that's your cue, perhaps, that's your signal that you can begin the next training session the next time you do counter conditioning and desensitization, you can bring the volume up a little bit. But again, you've got to watch, watch your dog. When that volume goes up, what's happening to your dog? Is it too loud? Does your dog want to get away? Is it too loud? Your dog doesn't want to take food. It's too stressed. Is it too loud? Your dog can't stay focused on you. I mean, it should be a little bit challenging for the dog. But again, we don't want to flood the dog. We don't want the dog to be that stressed. We want the dog to be calm. That's our goal. But we've got to go up a little bit in the volume. We're going to do the same process over again. As soon as the sound of the fireworks start, it's feed, 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 constantly and continuously with extremely high value food rewards for about five seconds. And then abruptly stop the sound of the fireworks, abruptly stop the feeding, release the dog from the place command, do 30 seconds of very fast movement with the dog to help dissipate the stress. And then we go back to that again. We're going to do that at this new louder volume again for about a week, maybe longer. We've got to see a dog that has had days and days or weeks of exposure at that volume level and that dog could care less. When we get to that point again, that is a signal we get to go to the next level and turn the volume up a little louder. Now you have to do this process about three to five times a week, every week. If you can do it daily, hey, that's even better. It'll go quicker. Just remember, don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry to get that volume up too high too quickly. You want to work at your dog's pace. And that's all we can do if this is really going to work, if your dog is truly going to be desensitized. So you've got to watch their body language. You have to be able to identify if they're calm, relaxed. You have to be able to identify if they're staying in a stressed state. And again, some of the things that you can look for, will the dog stay on place at that volume? Will the dog stay focused on you at that volume? Will the dog take the food rewards at that volume? If any one of those things isn't happening, chances are you have turned the volume up 
too high too soon. You need to back down the volume and do more work at that particular level. You are going to do this, like I said, three to five times a week minimum. And you're going to do this two to three times a day. But when you're doing this, you're only going to do this for maybe a maximum amount of time of perhaps 10 minutes, 15 minutes maximum per exposure session, per session of desensitization. And like I said, the goal is little by little over time to begin to turn the volume up and up and up. And our goal is to be able to get the volume as loud as it possibly can be. And your dog is not showing stress, not trying to run away, focused on you, happy, calm, relaxed, willing to take the food. When we get to that point, we've got a dog that is pretty well desensitized. Now, the real thing versus recording, well, it's a little different, but I guarantee you if you put in the time, if you put in the work on this gradual systematic desensitization, it will happen. What that time frame is, I don't know. Every dog's going to be different. Now, maybe you've got time between now and the 4th of July to make that happen, but there's going to be a lot of dogs that would need more time since today, what's today's date? We are looking at June 27th. So the 4th of July is just right around the corner. You may or may not be able to get your pet desensitized in that short period of time. Chances are if your dog or your pet has a real strong phobia and fear of fireworks, it's not going to happen in that short period of time. Remember, this takes time, weeks, months, maybe several months. With the counter conditioning and desensitization, you have to put in that work before your pet is going to be ready for the 4th of July next year. So when I said early in the podcast, we'll talk about what you can do after the 4th of July. So after this 4th of July, if your pet has not been desensitized, hey, take the rest of the year, or, or maybe it doesn't take that long, but begin working on it now. And if you've got a dog or a cat that has thunderstorm phobias, the same process, exactly the same process. Now, there's the chance that while you're doing the counter conditioning and desensitization, even starting out at a extremely low volume, what do you do if your dog doesn't stay focused on you? What do you do if your dog won't take the food? What do you do if your dog does want to run away and you are at that extremely low volume, but it's so severe and your dog is so sensitive that you're looking at the prospect of not being able to do any counter conditioning and desensitization. Well, there are some dogs like that. There are some pets like that. In that situation, you will need behavioral medicine along with behavior modification. Your pet cannot handle it. We're going to need to use some medication. You'll have to see your veterinarian um, to help take that edge off. 
And it's only when we can take that edge off and your dog can handle it at its lowest volume that we can begin the process of counter conditioning and desensitization. Depending upon how severe your dog's fear and anxiety and phobia is with fireworks, if you have not yet been able to do all of the work to get your dog desensitized and relaxed for the 4th of July, you also may need to talk to your veterinarian about getting some medication just for the 4th. So there's the whole idea of when it's very severe and the work hasn't been done, your dog is going to really suffer when it hears those fireworks. So you may opt to go to your vet, get some medication to help calm your dog. Now, some dogs, when they get medication to help calm them, if it sedates them, it makes them more anxious, more nervous. You got to watch for that. Some dogs have to almost be knocked out completely for that sedative or that medication to actually work without perhaps making them more anxious. Now, other things that you can do on the 4th of July while and during the fireworks display and celebration is to take your dog into a part of the home that is the quietest. Now, what I have found is that closets, clothes closets, tend to be the quietest places. When there's a lot of clothes in a closet, those clothes act like sound dampening material and it does become the quietest room in the home. Check it out. Go to your different closets, see which one sounds the quietest. And what you can do is you can set up a little radio, you could set up a little TV. Nowadays, we can stream things on our smartphones. Um, you could maybe put a little chair in there, depending upon how big that closet is, and take your dog in there, take your pet in there, and that'll help. The quieter it is, the better. Again, you can play music in there, you can have a television on, you can play with your pet in there, um, but that is a strategy if you've not been able to do the work and if you don't have medication or if the medication's not helping. The other thing that you can do is some people go into their bathroom and run the water in the bathtub to try to drown out the sounds. That is an option right there. The one thing that you never want to do if you've got a dog that's afraid of fireworks is leave them home alone. That's a recipe for disaster. Also, you wouldn't put them in a crate if you know that they're going to freak out and hurt themselves trying to get out of the crate. Like I said earlier, the 4th of July is the busiest year for shelters across the United States because many dogs are left alone or unsupervised during fireworks and they escape the house. Some have actually jumped through and broken windows to get out. Some have dug underneath gates to get out. Some have jumped fences to get out. Some have chewed through doors or when a door opened up, they bolted out so fast to get away. Remember, these pets that are afraid of these sounds, the first thing that they want to do is go hide. And that means to get away. Many dogs, many cats, many pets that escape on the 4th of July because of their fears and anxieties meet with unfortunate circumstances like getting run over by a car. 
Now, some are found by people in the neighborhood. Some are picked up by animal care and control. A lot of the shelters get full on the 4th of July. There's a lot of dogs, a lot of cats that get away. So to keep your pet safe, stay home with your pet. Know what's happening. Also, very important, make sure that your pets are microchipped. Make sure that your pets have a collar on with an ID tag. If they do get away, you're going to want someone to know who this dog is or who this cat is, who they belong to, and how to get them back to you. So these are the things that you can do for the 4th of July, for fireworks, to help your pets. And like I said, the same process you will do for any, any kind of sound phobia, fears, anxieties with sound, to be able to desensitize your dog, your cat, your pets. Again, to be able to be calm and relaxed and to be okay with these sounds that right now they're viewing as threatening, very scary. But if you put in the time, and it takes time, it takes work. There are no quick fixes for this. It's not that it's that difficult. It's just a little inconvenient. Do the work, work hard, and it will pay off in great numbers. I hope that you've got a lot out of today's podcast. This is a special exclusive podcast that we are just doing as a podcast. This is not a recording of the radio show. We did on Saturday talk briefly about the 4th of July and fireworks, but we did not get into the counter conditioning and desensitization in depth like I have done here in this particular podcast. If you like our podcast, please subscribe. Also, if you're listening to our podcast and you like us, please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends about the Pet Talk Today podcast. Also, if you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can go to Facebook and look for our Facebook page, Pet Talk Today. I'm Will Bangura, and you've been listening to the Pet Talk Today podcast. I'm just a-